Here we are together again, taking 20, and this time it's with Diana Tedro. And Diana is my pledge mom. Uh, from many, many years ago, we attended the University of Iowa. She was a member of Zeta Tau Alpha, the Zetas, and I rushed the sorority. Now, I didn't stay uh, and graduate from the University of Iowa. That's going to take us way longer than 20 minutes to talk about. But while I was there, I was a member of the sorority, and Diana has remained one of my very dearest friends. Uh, again, one of those people that I turn to um, when either I'm going through a tough time or I want to celebrate a great time. And that's I'm excited for you to meet her. She has a very interesting background. Uh, she was in the foster system as a child. Um, she can tell you a little bit more about that in our Taking 20. She is now the Director of Learning and Implementation for Cox Communications. She is, uh, I can imagine, the very fun boss, but she also is a mom. You know, she, she tells it like it is, and she can tell you what the rules are. Her master's degree, uh, again, is in leadership and in kind of um, adult learning and performance development. And you can see that even in a normal conversation with her, even around the campfire, uh, she really always has that little extra special touch um, with a little lesson. So that's why she's so great. And that master's degree is from Drake University. So there, I plugged both of her universities. Anyway, I would like you to meet my mama, my pledge mama, uh, get ready to laugh. She has this wonderful kind of a contagious smile. And even though she is that businesswoman and she has it all together, she's gonna share with us a little bit of her story about what she does sometimes to keep it together and maybe what she does when it falls apart just a little bit. So here she is, Diana Tedro, taking 20. Okay, so you are one of the people that I have known probably the longest in my life um, and one of the most authentic people I've ever met. Um, one of the reasons that, um, and I guess I, I mentioned in the preview that you're my pledge mom. Um, I didn't stay in the sorority for long, but I chose you, I was attracted to you because you were so real and now you're in corporate America. I mean, you hold this high level job. And before this interview, I said, okay, is there anything that's off limits? Our goal is to have this very authentic, but definitely something your boss can watch. I mean, tell us a little bit about your, like where you work and kind of really your answer that was off camera. Let's do it on camera. Absolutely, Sean. I think one of the things that drew me to the company I'm at now, and I think it's important in life to select careers that are congruent with your values, with who you are. I'm very fortunate to have a company that the culture is very much about bringing your whole self to work. And we've done a lot of diversity and inclusion activities. And one of them that was really eye-opening had a couple elements. One was um, it had an iceberg and talked about typical work environments. You only show what's above water. And many people have to hide a lot of things that aren't obvious, that are underwater which requires a lot of masking behaviors that takes energy it takes away engagement um and you might not then contribute as much of your human capital creativity innovation to that organization when you're trying to hide some of those things about yourself and so one of the best things i ever was asked to do is they asked me to to start up and chair a regional diversity council, diversity and inclusion. And I learned so much about all these different groups and how some people 
look for places to work so that they can feel safe physically as well as emotionally, that they can feel accepted and celebrated for who they are. And it was such a pleasure for me to be involved in um, an organization that not only encourages that, but in times of social unrest, like we're experiencing right now, I've been in numerous executive level conversations where we are, we're talking the tough stuff where we're even saying, you know, I'm afraid to say certain things because I don't want to offend. And they're saying, let's get it out there. And we have folks from different groups sharing their stories. And some of the stories, I thought I was a woke person, right? I thought I was um, very open-minded. We don't understand and we don't know what other people experience sometimes because again, they don't share. Um, so it's just been a very eye-opening year for a lot of reasons. And so for me, authenticity is I'm getting too old to be anything I'm not. Um, and I just think that the journey that we all are on, we just need to embrace ourselves, our place in the world and find our purpose. So that's my authentic answer. I love it. The, I'm getting too old to be anything I'm not. And I think that might be at every age, if we could just learn that younger. At, and, it, and so I think of you, because I'm seeing you in your Diana earrings, hair done, suit, because you worked all day today. But I also think of you at home with your family. Um, I visited you over, um, I think it was the 4th of July, but you know, your, your husband and a couple of your, one son was working and one was away and one was home, she, you know, with your we were playing by the campfire in short and I look at you and I look at your life and you have this beautiful house it's on the water um but yet I know your background I know where you came from can you tell us just a little bit about how you as a young girl started and I mean how do you feel about how you got to where you are is there anything you can tell us that maybe like you said other people aren't telling the whole story behind the scenes. And if you tell a little bit of yours, it might make the rest of us go, oh, it didn't just land in her lap. Yeah, and it's funny that you, you're asking about that because the word that always comes to mind with where I'm at today is certainly gratitude. Um, and I've told this story a lot. I, I go to um, different places and talk to prospective foster parents about what it is like to be in foster care and the impact on the trajectory of a child's life that foster parents have. And so, you know, I started very young. My father died when I was three years old. My parents were divorced even before that. My mom suffered from mental illness. And when I was 16, I was removed from my home. I went through three foster homes was very fortunate. I think that's that also has really benefited me in my life is how I view different things that have happened. I always feel like something good or learning can come out of an experience. So I really had these amazing foster parents, um, Diane and Doug Brotherton, amazing people, um, that showed me what normal looks like and showed me how to aspire to more and gave me all kinds of positive reinforcement about my potential and unleashing my potential. And because of them, neither of my parents graduated high school. It was never a question whether I'd go to college with my foster parents. And so um, 
growing up, you know, I had the government cheese, I had the um, free lunch, special colored ticket that everybody knew that you were the poor kid, um, all of those things. And it does shape the person I am and how I view um, the world for sure. But then I also had throughout high school, college, my life, these positive life influencers that took a moment to say a kind word or questioned why I wasn't showing up to school or was really, really available as a mentor or sponsor for me. And so I've tried very hard to pay that back and pay that forward to others. And I remember how much how impactful that was for me to keep me going forward because going through college when you're funding it all yourself, you're working three jobs. I was in a sorority and I paid for all of that. I knew what every class cost me. And so I came out of college with some debt. I met my husband um, and he knew me before I had anything and still uh, loved me. And we built a family with three boys, which I feel so fortunate. We had some medical challenges with some of our children. Um, and that should, you know, you go through those experiences and it can either pull you apart or make you stronger as a family. I think it certainly made us stronger as a family. And I've been really, really fortunate through my career. One of my jobs paid for me to go back and get my master's degree. And my career trajectory has always been about servant leadership, about people development. And um, it's allowed my husband to stay at home with our children while I pursue my career aspirations that are very fulfilling to me. But I also have to do those other things that feed me and fuel me, which are the volunteer things and the talking to prospective foster parents. Um, we're actually putting together care kits and letters for a group of foster children right now here in Omaha. Those are the types of things that um, I feel so fortunate to be able to do. And I can remember back, Sean, when I was in grade school, somebody paid for me to go to Girl Scout camp. Some anonymous person, I never knew who they were because I didn't have a dad and we were poor. And I've gotten to send two other girls to camp anonymously. Um, it, it's just, we don't realize the ripple effect that we have sometimes. And um, I think life is about, yes, there's some luck. There's a lot of hard work. I certainly don't wanna discount the fact that I worked really, really hard. There's also looking around and making sure that you don't lose sight of the important things like the friendships that I've been fortunate to have 30, 40 year friendships that mean the world to me. Um, and, and again, not discounting the time and importance you need to spend with your family, which really is the priority. So a long, long answer to that question, but it's, it's definitely been, um, been a journey. And again, the word that always comes to mind is regardless of the challenge and change I've been through is gratitude because I, I am so thankful for the life I've been given. And you are one of those people who, when we do girls trips, the first one up, you're like making sure everybody else has breakfast. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you do it. What? And, and I, I know there's a treadmill in your basement and we've joked about um, in this time of 
all of us are a little off kilter. I know you're working from home, but do you have any little tidbits uh, that have gotten you through the tough times? Um, yeah, you know, I think it goes back to our our brains are wired to look for negativity or you can train it just like going to the gym to look for positivity. What is the silver lining? I think we look around in our world with social unrest and, and a pandemic and, um, and, and, and economic things. Um, I look around my family and I can say, we've got our health. We've got a roof over our head. I work for a great company that values me. I've got these great friendships. And I just constantly force myself to say, what, what am I thankful for? Where am I lucky? I do that with my adult children so that they don't get so wrapped up in the, the weight of the world, because truly we've got to focus on one step at a time right now. And so it's, it's those things of having structures. I, when I'll be honest, when we first got into COVID and I was working from home, I was wearing the sweat clothes. I wasn't doing the hair and the makeup and I felt miserable. And so I'm like, that, this isn't working for me. And if it's not working for people, if it doesn't serve you change. And so I decided it was really important for me to get up, put the face on, put the clothes on, um, go to the gym, started eating more healthy, um, and put the time in with my husband. I mean, we watch a lot of stupid, mindless TV, but we do it together and we laugh a lot together through this. Um, and I think, you know, everybody's gonna have to find their own way through this, but you, you've almost got to, it's like going to the gym, force your mind to, to focus on that, which we are thankful for and grateful for that, that are in our lives because there's a lot of people that aren't as fortunate as we are going through this crazy pandemic right now. I think that's that's very true. And I, we're doing 20 minute segments because my whole goal is to talk about how 20 minutes literally can change your life. Um, you know, I'm doing a study on transcendental meditation. It's 20 minutes. There are studies that show that just 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of rest, 20 minutes is easy. We can do that. And we're already halfway through our 20 minutes. And already you've put forward a couple of really good points that I'm like, ooh, jot that down. Um, but in your life, and you have the three boys, and I think, you know, I we our kids are kind of going, a couple of them are going through the same thing about getting jobs. You have one son at home and, and he has special needs. And so does that impact, uh, well, obviously it impacts your life, but there are so many moms and dads and families out there who also have special kids. Can you speak to that a little bit and um, just kind of a, I, I think there's this community that right now we have a platform that, that you can talk to. Yeah, Logan, so when I was pregnant, we found out um, through an ultrasound that he just wasn't growing. Um, and then at one ultrasound, and I can remember it clear as day, they, they thought maybe he had Down syndrome. He had um, something called horseshoe kidney. His kidneys were connected. So they knew something was, was off. I can remember crying, letting out this cry like I've never let out before because not because um, I didn't want him or anything like that. It was the, the challenges he might face and how things might be more difficult for him. And so that goes through your mind as a parent. Um, and then shortly after that, they did another ultrasound a couple weeks later, and uh, I had to go in for 
um, they felt like if they didn't um, induce me, he wouldn't make it because they, he wasn't growing. So fast forward a little bit, they still couldn't tell me if he had Down syndrome, didn't have Down syndrome. And so we did a lot of genetic testing and it turned out he had something called Russell Silver syndrome, which is a super rare disorder. So he has some um, medical issues as well as cognitive delays. But I will tell you, Sean, that kid is the happiest um, barrel of love that I could ever have asked. And he is the glue to our family. So Brian's family mostly lives in Iowa, some in Florida. Logan is the one that texts. He has a group text. He texts the whole family every night, tells them he loves them and good night. Um, he just has this amazing spirit. And um, so again, it's just one of those things that people can look at that a couple different ways. You're either glass half full, glass half empty. I look at him as a blessing because he makes me a better person. Um, I think his, it was hard as a parent with the pandemic. We have a school district that we could choose to do virtual or, or go back in person. They're pretty much everybody's back in person in our school district. And he thrives with his other special needs class. And he's got this amazing teacher who volunteers for everything, takes the bowling and does all this stuff. And so as a parent, do I keep him home? Do I send him there understanding the risks? knowing that that feeds him to be around those kids. That was one of the toughest decisions we've made, trying to keep your kids safe, keep our family safe. Um, but we did decide they have mask protocols and all of those things. So we did send him and this teacher, I can't even tell you, his name is Mr. Wood. He is a blessing. He loves Logan, loves him. And so you just see the joy that comes out of that kid. So to me, you know, I don't know if there's a right word for special needs. That's I, I think the word that everybody uses. That kid has some strength and some spirit that um, quote unquote normal folks don't have. Yeah. If that answers the question. I, I had the best pancake experience ever. When you guys took us out for breakfast, you forget how like cool it is when the big stack of pancakes comes up or now, and how old are your boys now? So Logan is going to be 15. Um, Parker is going to be 23. Oh my goodness. And Blake is going to be 25. Which is crazy because we're both 19. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I know. I don't. In my head, I still feel like I'm in my 30s. My body would um, argue differently. I'm certainly feeling the aches and pains at this point. But um, what's crazy about the boys, especially the older ones, is you think when you have kids that they're going to be just like you or your husband. It could not be farther from the truth. They have their own personalities, their own desires, their own aspirations, way of approaching things, and it just blows my mind. But what I'm starting to notice now that they, uh, the two of us live together in a house, the older they get, the more they end up a little bit like us. So, um, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating thing to watch your children become that, that whole process of becoming, um, an adult. And it's been, it's just been amazing and a joy. And my oldest son, I always know the thing he'll jump at for family time is going to the zoo. I don't care if he's 50 years old, that kid will want to go to the zoo. Um, and so we take, a, it's those small moments for me that are so, um, joyful. A game at Uno with the family is, is a joy. 
I love it. And we are down to about two minutes. So this is that part where out of the 20 minutes, um, as you know, we're all trying to find a place. This is about resilience. This is a reminder that, and I'm going to swear in this one too. It's so funny. I've sworn in everyone, but shit happens. It just happens. Yeah. Um, so what are your final thoughts on how do we get through it or how do we hold it together or how do we not lose it? Just what's your thought? You know, you're one of the things that keep me together. I think it's the connective tissue of, and if nothing else, I hope we come out better from this pandemic because if anything, it's helped us to reprioritize what's important and it truly is your family, your relationships, your friendships, um, because your health, your wealth, your things. I can't tell you the last time I, I bought a shoe. I don't care about shoes right now. You know, you got more important things to deal with. And, and, and those friendships, the text messages. I've got a friend right now in Boulder, Colorado. She's got a fire right by her house. You know, that's what's important. So keep, I think it's, to your point, resilience, the prioritization, the realization that tomorrow is not promised. And how do we constantly take the opportunities? I talked talk to you about positive life influencers. Be one. It's not that hard. It doesn't take that much effort. Where can you make somebody's day? And I think if you do those things, one step at a time, we can't climb the mountain in a day, but we certainly can make a step forward every day. I think that's how we succeed and, and survive through this and hopefully thrive on the other side. And this is the thing, since we met when we were literally teens, there is something about you, this energy that exudes um, positivity and light. And if anything, uh, you inspire me because, you know, you've gotten the calls from me when I am nothing positive or light generally heavy and can't fit into my jeans and but but thank you for doing that and I think that might be the message here is you make an effort you literally say today I am going to be grateful today I'm going to do something for somebody else and uh and that's the main thing I want to just thank you for the reminder and our 20 minutes flew um and you just reminded me how awesome things are and it's funny because I in this I wanted to tell our funniest story and we both said either they can't be edited for <laughs> or, but I will tell you my most fun recent moment is when all of us grown women piled on the golf cart and just yeah. cruised your neighborhood and it was the same the the person who's afraid in the back and the crazy people driving and and that was it a golf cart ride so just thank you for making the most simple things wonderful being joyful and uh, thank you for being such a wonderful friend for a lot of years. I won't date either one of us, but um, that's one of the things I'm grateful for too, is for you. And so with all these segments, um, comment if there's something that you heard Diana talk about, and because you are a corporate expert, um, you know, learning and development. So you'll come back maybe with us if a subject hits and people really want to talk about it? Absolutely. Would love to. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. And that's our segment for today. Thanks for listening to this podcast. So as you know, you sharing with your friends will help us keep going. Also, please rate the podcast or review it or rate and review it if you liked it. Um, that helps people find us and it helps us share stories that we hope will encourage and help other people. Again, we really appreciate you. Thanks.